you planning a trip to Hawaii? Is this going to be your first trip to Hawaii? Or maybe it's going to be a trip after several years and you want to go to the big island and you're just not sure what you should be doing. In previous episodes, previous podcasts, we have talked about where the best places to eat are on the island and we've talked about the attractions on the island. But on this episode, we are going to give you our our tips for what the tips for traveling to the big island. It could be, you know, for somebody new or somebody who hasn't done it in a few years, it could be a daunting task. In fact, trap I mean for those of you not experienced a lot in even booking travel, it could be a daunting experience. So we're gonna give you our tips next. Hello everybody, my name is John Dornoff, and I'm your host for the Travel Fun and Adventure Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about travel. Most of all, we talk about travel where you get good value for the dollar, that's affordable, that's within a budget, what's going to make give you a good trip. This doesn't matter whether you're traveling maybe as alone, as a couple, or with kids, or with pets. We want you to have a fantastic trip. And we try to give you the best tips, the best reviews, everything you're going to need to plan a good trip. And as I said, on this episode, we are going to go over our tips for traveling to the Big Island. Now, some of these tips may sound pretty familiar because some of them are probably pretty similar to what we said on traveling to Oahu. And others are probably going to be pretty similar because it's something we say on a regular basis. But on this episode, we're specifically focusing on what you need to do to plan a trip to the Big Island. And as I said, some of them may sound familiar. First of all, you need to decide that you're actually traveling to the Big Island. That's pretty simple, if that's the decision you want to make. So we're going to assume you've already made that decision. Now the next question is, where are you going to stay? There's two main Cities in the on the island, plus some smaller cities, but mainly Kona and Hilo. Now, if you're staying for a week, what I kind of would recommend is that you stay like a few days in the Kona area and then spend a few nights in the Hilo area. That way, you're not traveling because there's several uh, several attractions in the Hilo area. You can spend a couple day, you know, two three days over there. Going, you know, checking out the attractions there, and then, you know, of course, checking out the attractions near Kona, and you can hit the other ones in between on your way back and forth to between the two cities. Of course, big thing is number one, you must book in advance, book as far ahead as possible because Hawaii can be a very busy place and places can sell out. And they become very expensive. So plan ahead of time and get booked. Now, if you know us, one of the things we always recommend is that you do not prepay for hotels and car rentals. Of course, you have to prepay for airline tickets. We won't even talk discuss that whole issue. But it... Unless you get a deal that's beyond imagination, don't prepay. Because guess what? 
as I said, check let you know check maybe a week before you travel. You might get a better deal, or check you know at least you have the car a vehicle reserved, and if you find a better deal, go for it and you know cancel the other one. Always you know I always check like. I probably check more than anybody should check. I mean, I'll check on a daily basis, but I mean, really, all you really need to do is like say you book it five months in advance. Check it every month, once a month, and then check it the last couple weeks before you leave. Sometimes things are not going to get cheaper. They're going to get more expensive, and you go, yes. But then sometimes a deal will pop up, and you get that deal, and it's like a big victory, yes. Because you save money. As I mentioned, we I rebooked both rental cars that we got, both on Oahu and on the Big Island, and I saved us over seven or five hundred dollars between the two rentals by rebooking them on the, in the last couple weeks of travel before we traveled because the cheaper rates had popped up. When flying into the Big Island. Some airlines fly direct to the Big Island from the mainland and Asia. Others, you have to fly into Honolulu and maybe take a Hawaiian Airlines flight. Now, we flew into the Oahu, spent time in Oahu first, then took a Hawaiian Airlines uh, Mad Dog plane, or the Boeing 717 used to be referred to as the Mad Dog, and flew that over to Kona. You can, as I said, you can fly, you know, direct. Most, most flights from the mainland, if they're going to the Big Island, will fly into Kona. I didn't find any flights actually flying directly to Hilo. Mainly, it's a bit, you know, mainly like Hawaiian Airlines and some of the smaller airlines that fly into Hilo. Our next tip for you is rental cars and. And I would suggest renting from one of the big three companies. They were the cheapest across the board. There's only one independent company. You know, it rents Jeeps. Only problem is, number one, you they don't have a shuttle from the airport. You actually have to, you know, get like an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi to go to their location. It's not that far away. And I'm sure most taxi drivers or Uber and Lyft don't really want to go on that short of a trip. I mean, because it's not going to make the it's going to cost them more money than it's worth. However, and that company, however, I will say that that company did have they were all Jeep rentals. They did have some like you can buy accessories and stuff like or rent accessories like beach stuff and or off roading stuff. However, they were. When we first booked, they were actually kind of just slightly higher. But once we rebooked, they were blown away. So that's one thing you want to keep in mind. Also, when book, if you're looking to book an Airbnb or verbal, watch where the location is. Now, a lot of, a lot of the condos and stuff will be in the Kona area or in Hilo. A lot of the homes will be in between the two. Some of them will be pretty isolated. Now, if you want isolation and want to go up there and just spend the whole time there or you don't mind driving to everything, that's great. Just keep in mind that when we looked at a lot of the Airbnbs, I mean, they were probably a good hour 
and maybe an hour and a half from Kona or Hilo, and there wasn't much around there. I mean, you may be driving 40 minutes just to go to a grocery store or to a convenient. Then there wasn't many convenience stores along the way at all. So keep that in mind. Now, you will see, you know, you'll be outside the city limits. There's not a light lights there. So if you want to stargaze, that would be great. But just keep in mind, it is a lot, you know, they can be pretty isolated. If they're not one of the condos or, you know, there is some few homes, but most of them are condos in Kona or Hilo. Now, the best time to visit the Big Island is either from November to April or April to October. And you're going, wait, that's the whole year. And really, it depends on what you're looking for. The dry season is between April and October. Although, I will tell you, we still got our good share of rain. In fact, the first day we were there, the first full day we were there, it rained the whole day. However, that was only in Kona itself. As I mentioned in the other podcast about Oahu, Hawaii is filled with microclimates and the Big Island especially has a ton of microclimates. So even though it was raining all day in Kona, it was beautiful when we went to the black sand beaches. It was beautiful. Well, it was cloudy at at Volcano National Park. So there could be a wide variety of weather. November to April is probably the best time if you want fewer people. Another thing you'll want to keep in mind when it comes to the Big Island is how big the island is. It is not small. Give you an idea how big it is. It's over 4,000 square miles. And it is the third biggest island in Polynesia. Second only to the two islands of New Zealand. So hopefully, and it contains a majority of the Hawaiian landmass, although only 13% of the population. So yes, it is a mighty big island. So you'll want to keep that in mind when you're traveling there. Now we said you want to book as far ahead as possible, and that can go for attractions too. For example, In the previous episode when we talked about attractions of Hawaii, we talked about the chocolate factory in Kona. One of the things is it's only open two days a week, Wednesday and Fridays. And trust me, it books up fast. Don't try to book the day before because you will not get able to get in. So be sure to book the big attractions that you want to go to as early as possible, which means of course, you want to re- listen to our podcast about attractions. You want to also check the guidebooks because things can change. So you want to check it out. Next up is book attractions directly with the company. And of course, we say the same thing about when you book airline reservations, when you book car rentals, when you book hotels. It is the best to book with the operator themselves. Some will get you a good value, but if something goes wrong and you need to cancel or say something 
something closes that day, you will have you will have extremely hard time with if it's not with one of the mate with the direct com- company doing the tour. Another thing you'll want to do, and I felt this harder on the Big Island than I did on Oahu, and that's get involved with the culture. However, there's several attractions that involve the culture of the you know community, and there are places you can go. We didn't mention any street food on our you know wrap up of restaurants and stuff. However, there is some places where you can get street food. There's also a lot of little stores and stuff. As I said, if you book an Airbnb, you might be pretty isolated from the bigger cities and might have a long drive. However, you might be lucky and there might be a small store or something. You know, that's the hub of that area. Oftentimes, it will be the local, you know, it's the local people that run it. Probably locally owned, most likely locally owned. So that's an opportunity to meet people, to meet the actual population of the city. And of course, if you, you know, go to the independent restaurants, go where the locals go, that is where you're going to meet more of the locals. You you know, get the loan. You know, talk to your waiter or waitress at your restaurant. I know at one restaurant, we got in a great conversation with the waitress. And we we learned a little, quite a bit about her family lives there in Hawaii. One thing we learned is that there's a lot of multicultural or multi-generational housing in Hawaii because it's so, you know, it's very expensive to live in Hawaii. So they, you know, you may have grandparents, parents, and grandchildren, and maybe great grandchildren all living in the same house. This waitress was. In fact, she was pregnant with her third child. They lived with her parents and her grandparents. So it was interesting to hear, you know, everything about her and her culture. And they actually, the entire family, left Hawaii for a while. They came back and why they came back. And it was so interesting. <coughs> As you, I am very quiet and shy for the most part. Sometimes I'm not always, I try to be always friendly and stuff. But I'm not always best at conversationalist. Or if you're like me, kind of introverted, get, just try to get out of your comfort zone because you will learn so much. There's so much to learn about, you know, your the culture of the place you're in. I mentioned how many microclimates Hawaii has, the Big Island has. Explore, the islands are so diverse. I mean, you have like Kona. It's kind of a I mean, Kona is one big suburb. I mean, there's no, there is some commercial area, but there's no real, quote, downtown area. Now, there is a lot right near the major, one of the major resorts and along the road that goes along right next to the ocean. There is a lot of, you know, little shops and stuff. And so it's kind of like a downtown area, but it's primarily all for the tourists. Hilo. It has a downtown area, but it is not really in great condition. In fact, it looks pretty run down, but it also has lots of suburbs. But once you get outside those cities, there is so much 
diversity, not only in the people, but in the ecosystems. I mean, we went over some of the attractions. There's so many attractions, but there's also a lot of little towns. Now, some of them have nothing there except for homes. We encountered quite a few of those. However, you know, if you find a little store or something, stop in. And as I said previously, you will learn so much about the culture there. Please respect the environment. It is a fragile ecosystem on Hawaii. You know, don't do stupid things like going off trails because you want to get that perfect Instagram shot. Don't bother the wildlife. If you go snorkeling, don't damage the coral reefs. That's common sense. But just remember, it is a fragile ecosystem. If if that wasn't proven this year with the Maui wildfire that not only wiped out a town, but also wiped out a lot, you know, a section of you know, non-city area, killed animals, everything. It is a fragile area, so just something to keep in mind. Another major tip for you, I mentioned this when we were talking about restaurants, is remember, because of the culture and some places the laws, most restaurants close early. Most of the restaurants in Kona closed at 7 o'clock. A few couple went open to 8 o'clock and one was open to 9 o'clock. Even McDonald's closed at 8 and 9 o'clock. There was two, three of them in the Dakota area. One closed even before 8 o'clock. One closed at 8, one closed at 9. Then the only thing really open was Denny's, till, and they closed from midnight to 5 a.m. And then you have Jack and Box that's 24 hours a day. Who wants to go to Jack and Box? Oh, wait, my sister-in-law would love to go to Jack in the Box, but, I mean, overall, when I, we're traveling, who wants to go to a bore, the same boring food you can have back home? Next thing to think about is packing. Check what the weather's going to be when you're traveling. What did we say about the microclimates? So you might encounter a nice day in one part of the island, and you get up, you know, exploring the volcanoes and stuff, and you get up to 4,000 feet, the temperature might be totally different. So be prepared. You know, take sweaters, take rain jackets, take, you know, be ready for layers or depending on where you're traveling. Because once you travel from one side of the island to the other or up to the north side of the island, the weather will be totally different. It will be colder or warmer or rainier or you just don't know. So be prepared. Doesn't mean you want to overpack, but just pack enough that you'll be covered. I mean, there's not going to be the extreme temperatures changes like there is in parts of the mainland. But just be prepared that some places might be 20 degrees colder than where you are, where you start off with. Another thing you want to pack, of course, is stuff like sunscreen. Don't wait to get it in Hawaii because you're going to pay a lot more. So you want to you want to pack properly. You know, sun protection, hats, that kind of thing, whatever you're going to need. And you know while you're there, just go ahead and buy a Hawaiian shirt. I mean, there's some great shops like Hilo Hades that has some great Hawaiian shirts. There's some others, ABC stores, 
that have all the Hawaiian clothes. We got some Hawaiian shirts from Hilo Hades. They're nice. I mean, I can wear them around town, you know, around here where we live, and people like them and comment on how cool they are. Now, in our list of restaurants, we did talk about, you know, some that offer Hawaiian cuisine. And a lot of the restaurants, they also, I mean, even a regular restaurant may offer some items that are Hawaiian in origin. But be sure, you travel all the way to Hawaii, be sure to check out the local cuisine. You know, some of the things you might, you know, look at getting is poke, um, Kahlua pig, pole, and fresh tropical fruits. Now, as I mentioned in the attractions, although I didn't give you a specific one, I talked about going to a luau. And you will get a lot of those Hawaiian foods and that little Hawaiian foods at the luau's because they're, they try to be as authentic as possible if they are a good, good luau. So be sure to check the ratings and see kind of items they offer and how Hawaiian are they. Now, if you got picky eaters like I do who, you know, won't try anything different, usually we'll have something for them. But yes, you even if you got the picky kids, make sure that you do not allow them to stop you from enjoying the local delicacies. At least try them out. Some of them you may not like. Some of them you will like. So be sure, you know, to check them all out. But most of all, the main thing is, you are traveling all the way to Hawaii. The main thing is, just make sure that you have a good time. Things may go wrong. I mean, they usually do on a trip. Things are going to happen. Don't let them affect your trip because you have gone to paradise, right? Enjoy it. Explore all the different areas that the Big Island has to offer. From the great little restaurant on the rocks in Kona to, you know, trying homemade ice cream at our founding fathers up on the north side of the island to seeing a waterfall near Hilo. To, there's, a, there's even a railroad museum on the Big Island and you have a rail fan. Of course, I picked the one, one day that it was closed to go. It's actually open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's on the east side of the island, you know, about a half hour, I believe, as I remember, north of Hilo. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and of course, we were there on a Thursday. We only know we could have gone on a Friday, Wednesday, but those things happen. We'll hit it the next time. Just have a great time. Check out the local businesses. Check out the local food. Check out everything local. Have a great time. Don't forget, on our next episode, we are going to have, well, it's kind of some of our horror stories of traveling. Of course, we've traveled a lot. There is quite a few horror stories. As I mentioned in the last podcast, a lot of them have revolved around hotels, but there's quite a few stories. Hopefully, you're going to enjoy them. There's a, some pretty scary, some not so scary. So we're all, then the last podcast of the year. We're going to do funny, the things you have to laugh at. 
these days. You know, you just look back and go, go. you just got to laugh at it. You know, something like that happened or this happened. And you not let it bother you in. You know, it wasn't a horror story. It just, those things happened. And you laugh about it later. Then, first podcast in a year. It will be our second anniversary. And as I said before, we are going to have our awards ceremony. Basically, what I'm going to do is name for the best places, things, attractions, you know, airlines that we've traveled on or traveled to or experienced in the last two years of this podcast. This will only include places, you know, companies and stuff that we've dealt with in the last two years. Nothing before then. Just to see how things have gone, who's done the best in the last two years, who, we won't talk about who needs improvement. This is only about winners. And there's going to be quite a few of them. I hope you'll tune in for that. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week when we do our scary show.